You are listening to From the Midwest to the Middle East, the latest on U.S. tax, Israeli economy, and lots of in-between. Interviewing Israeli and international experts. Chicago, Chicago. Welcome to our podcast. I am Philip Stein, president of Philip Stein & Associates. Hi, today I'm very happy to have in my office Asher Bennett. Asher is a very innovative person, history of long history in high tech, but his latest venture is in the very uh, interesting and popular area of uh, electric cars or batteries to be more specific. So we're going to take a few minutes here today to hear and learn about this area. So Asher, welcome. Thanks a lot, Philip. And uh, first, my first question is, uh, your company is Avita Power. Yes. And again, I described it as a battery company. You well, we design and develop battery systems for electric vehicles. Uh, and we have a very interesting recipe in how we do that. Uh, but we do other things in the world of electric vehicles, and we'll get to that in a few okay. moments. So we all see, we lay people, we see uh, the better place if we live in Israel. We hear a lot about it. I don't think many of us have seen too many of these cars around. I've heard about the Chevy Volt. Uh, again, if it's working on the road, that, that seems to be a little different model in terms of how that vehicle, you run it and plug it in, I guess, every night. Uh, could you just first give me a little overview of the electric car market from your perspective? Well, in reality, it's still a new world. I mean, there have been attempts over the years in the late 90s, and the, as they always remind us, in the earlier part of the previous century, they had electric vehicles. But right now, we're having a new set of technologies coming out, and there's no one single route. We see the hybrids. Uh, obviously the Toyota Prius is the most famous of them that use battery power but those don't plug in then we see um, total electric vehicles or what we call battery electric vehicles that, ch that charge during the night or whenever and they run only on electric power and we see a new type of electric vehicle called the series hybrid which is the, the example you gave the Chevy Volt that on one hand it charges and you can run it for 30-40 miles but it also has a small range extender, or simply, better said, a generator on board, an internal combustion generator, that, that could extend its range. Ah, so the Volt, you still will go to the gas station? Is For the Volt, you still go to the gas yeah. station. You don't have to. If you do less than 30 miles or 40 miles a day, and most people, that's fine for them, they won't have to go to the gas station, or just very rarely. There are downsides to that solution because it becomes a heavier car and you have to have a whole system of a generator and and uh, g gas tank and all everything exhaust system. But it's a very interesting notion and, and every part of the market has a justification to it and it's niche. Now I know there's also a vehicle uh, sort of high-end uh, that I read about. The Fisker maybe? That's quite expensive. So okay. there are two high-end uh, vehicles in this world of electric vehicles. One is the Tesla. Tesla, right. right. Okay. So Tesla, uh, my co-founder was there for many years from the early days. He was the vice president of the vehicle development. Um, they started with a very high-end vehicle, a roadster that costs over $100,000. It's a great vehicle, but it's not for the mass market. They've only made 2500 and mm. don't plan on making more roadsters. They've now moved on to uh, the Model S and the Model X, which are a electric sed uh, sedan and electric uh, crossover vehicles, and those should launch uh, later this year and, and next year. 
again, these are very expensive vehicles. Mm -hmm. So they have their place in the market, but I think the world also needs entry-level and lower-cost uh, electric vehicles to become mainstream. So your own personal journey, how does a young man growing up in Israel... Uh, well, it's funny. Involved high tech end up in the. It's funny. I have over eighteen years experience in electric vehicles because I was a deputy commander of an Israeli submarine, mm. and Israeli submarines are what's called battery, di battery diesel uh, submarines. So they're similar to the Chevy Volt. They're completely battery operated, mm -hmm. and the propulsion motor is a battery operated electric motor. But we have generators to replenish oh, the batteries in and. As you've seen in old World War II movies, possibly we have to take we have to go to what's called periscope depth, put a snorkel out of the water, because we need air to run the generators, and that's how we recharge the the batteries of the submarine. So I probably have a lot more years. So without giving away military secrets, a submarine, for example, can run for how long without? Sort of getting their recharge from the air above. Mo modern diesel electric uh, submarines can charge every few days, depending on the model and the different uh, variations. So you have a few days, but you still have to charge every few days. It's very different than what a nuclear submarine is, that the propulsion energy source is from a nuclear reactor. Right. Okay, so this is... Uh, any of uh, my listeners who have read Startup Nation, you then are starting out in exactly the typical high-tech entrepreneur. You got your cut your teeth in the military, and then what did you do? Well, uh, I'll fast forward to this okay. new world of... Uh, when I did my MBA a couple of years ago in Switzerland, I had a lot of Chinese classmates. And uh, in 2008, I started to work with them on some very interesting green projects in China. And we, that evolved into the world of, of batteries for electric vehicles, because I do have the background. Sure, it's a little different. Batteries we used in the submarine lead-acid batteries today, it's all about lithium. And I came up with a let's call it a recipe that focused on the need to solve the biggest pain point in electric vehicles, and that's the high cost of batteries. Correct. That's, gotcha. the, 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 it, the electric vehicles work. They work very well. They can have long ranges, but the cost is too high. Uh, so you have to just... So I, focusing on the biggest problem is where I came from, and that's why a big part of our business is in China. To, to lower costs, you just have to work in China. So we... Uh, built the whole assembly facility in Shenzhen, China, and we source a lot of our components in China. Saying that is fully Western engineering, fully Western quality assurance, and one of the biggest jobs and the hardest part probably of batteries is the integration with our customers' vehicles, our customers being vehicle manufacturers. So we, um, we spend a lot of time, and that's obviously all Western engineers. So we have a good balance of Chinese manufacturing and sourcing, but full Western experience to our customers. So you really, we've got Israel, we've got China, okay, and uh, now I understand your, your base is in the UK. We do most of our, we're headquartered in the UK, uh, Israel is incredibly strong for technology, but Israel unfortunately doesn't have an automotive industry, mm. and we are part of the automotive Right, go ahead. World. So, 
over time, we hired more and more people from the United Kingdom, and that's why I'm based there, and that's why we are headquartered there. Uh, in Coventry, which is sort of like the Detroit of the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So you're still working with your Chinese there, still doing the uh, manufacturing? Well, we it's my team, it's my engineers. Uh, I have, in China, I have a team of both Western engineers and Chinese. We, 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 we found that it's always good to work with Chinese nationals who have Western MBAs. That's a great... Uh, that's a great hybrid uh, way to work with uh, and get things done in China, to manage your affairs in China. So let's say I'm, I'm going to use an imaginary scene. I line up three cars. I line up the uh, Volt. I line up Better Place, uh, which I understand t t up until now is only going to be a Renault. Uh, their first vehicle is the, a French. Uh, well, I, I have a small history and a very good history with Better Place. A few years ago, I designed their first exchangeable battery system mm. uh, for their pre-prototypes. Uh, they've moved forward now and they work only with Renault currently. Great company, Better Place. Great vision, well, very you know executed very well. Um, but the batteries are now sourced basically by Renault, not by Better Place. I see. And then I've got the a, a vehicle because you can obviously work with uh, put your battery, I assume, in different cars. We we design just like every car we drive has a different internal combustion engine. Sure, it might be the same engine in two models, but basically many different variants of an internal combustion engine. We have to uh, specifically design the, our battery system for each vehicle in shape, in location, in vehicle, in the in its power, in its in the size of it, as in what kind of range you'll get out of it, and in the computer system that manages it and interacts with the vehicle's computer. So that those batteries that you've sold and that you've implemented is into what what vehicle today? Well, our largest customer is a French company called Mia Electric. Okay. And we've sold many many millions of dollars of battery systems to them uh, last year, and they now have about a thousand vehicles on the road and and growing. Uh, they have a very innovative electric vehicle, and, and the way I think electric vehicles should be designed, it's very small and it's very light, mm. but it's a proper vehicle, meaning it's been fully crash tested, it's fully highway capable, but it's small and light. It doesn't have a large battery, but it's meant and marketed for the urban market. Okay, so that's what my question was. I've got the Volt, I've got the Renault from Better Place, and I've got your... What the is Mi called? Electric. The Mi Electric, and we all set out for our day. Let's imagine we're uh, in the middle of Tel Aviv and we're heading up north, okay? What what will make is unique about your well, well the battery that you have in your vehicle as it, opposed to the other drivers. It, 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 these are three different vehicles and and three and three different approaches to the to to the world of electric vehicles. The Volt can go anywhere, but it's still not a proper electric vehicle because it has its own generator. The Better Place Renault Fluence uh, can, is, has a rather long range for an electric vehicle, about 160 kilometers or 100 miles. Mm -hmm. But that's still not enough to go north you know, for a full right. day thing. Yeah. But Better Place, Better Place solves that by having a very... Uh, large infrastructure in place. So no matter where you go, when they finish putting that infrastructure in, into place, you'll be able to swap your battery within a few minutes at different locations. So that's the way they solve it. 
The Mia is focused only on urban driving, and they don't try and say that you can go on it on long trips. And and as you know, you, I can bring you the statistics. At least in Europe, where you were focused in Europe, eighty percent of people drive less than fifty kilometers a day. That's perfect for the Mia. Now, and that's what, what the Mia will get about fifty. No, it oh. goes up to one hundred and twenty kilometers, oh, but okay. it's still not meant for. Okay. You can't go on a long vacation. And it's not meant to be that. It's meant for driving around town. It's meant for everyday everyday work. It's meant for. Cities who have their employees running around taking care of things. It's meant for professional plumbers, for example, run around town. And it could be a perfect family vehicle, but it would be what I always say. It would be a second. It would be the family's second vehicle, but you would use it every day, actually. Oh. You might still have your other internal combustion car for your long-distance uh, drives. The other alternative is for long-distance drives. Rent a car for a day. If it's only twice a year that you go rent a and car. And this car, where I would just plug it in in my home? and It has a lot of advantages. It has the highest range per kilowatt hour of energy. So uh, it, it, it goes about six, sorry, about 40% farther than a Renault uh, Fluence electric vehicle for the same amount of electricity. Uh, electricity is cheap any way you look at it for compared to gasoline. Um, but the big advantage of it is because the battery is not large, you can charge it off a simple wall outlet mm. in three to four hours. So there, there's a, another kind of, I said, one of the problems in the world of electric vehicles, as I mentioned, is the high cost of the batteries. The other is the lack of infrastructure. You have an electric vehicle, right. have you anywhere in the world, not just in Israel, not just in Europe, not just in the United States, you don't see many charging spots. Right. Uh, they're coming more and more, right. but there are not many of them. What's good about the Mi Electric is you can charge it off the wall in three hours. So until the, over the next few years, as the infrastructure for charging gets better and there are more options, this is a great option. Just charge off the wall. So let's suppose I live in Tel Aviv. I drive every day to Herzliya, Pituach, and back. It's within the range you've described. I plug it in every night. What are my costs going to be? That that person who, let's say, does that... Well, if you take a, the, the smaller version, 8 kilowatt hour battery, and you use even 100% of that, that's 8 kilowatt hours a day. Uh, in Israel now, it's about, what, half a shekel a kilowatt? Okay. So that's four shekels a day. So wow. that's 120 shekels. Uh, so, so not only it's, is, is the battery different from what I'm learning, uh, your costs are... Cons- I mean, it's... it's what? So, so in all electric vehicles... The cost of operation is much lower than compared to an internal combustion engine, and here's a good comp- here's a better way to look at it. When you buy a new internal combustion normal car, you don't buy it with three four years of gasoline paid up front. You pay that slowly every day every few days. Um, the batteries make an, an electric vehicle more expensive, but then the operational cost is so low. That it, it, it that it, if you look at total cost of ownership, it, it, it Except, depending on the right. It, but I haven't understood that with the better place, the car is not a bargain, as I understand it. Uh, maybe it's comparable to a Mazda three or something like that. But you actually contract for a monthly charge charge. You know, a monthly fixed charge. So it's. It's nowhere near these numbers so, you're describing. So Better Place just bundles everything together. The cost of the vehicle, the cost of the battery, the cost of the uh, replace. They have to have a larger inventory of batteries in rotation in and out uh-huh. of the vehicle. And they, pr- and they don't charge you extra for electricity. It's all bundled in their subscription rate. And yes, you, temp- you have to look at their driving patterns and decide if it makes sense uh, 
cents for you. They, that's what they're charging. But what their actual costs are, you know, I think they're, they're, they're a very successful company, very forward-looking, uh, but it's too early to say how far they're going. So who, who, who do you think is going to... Where are we going to, let's say, if we were to have this conversation five years from now, where do you think we'll see the most penetration of electric vehicles in a certain country, a certain continent? Uh, I believe it's more it's continental because it, at the end of the day, it's nice to be green, but it's more all about economics. That's my general opinion. Okay. You, you get a certain amount of people buying it for the greenness, and that's fine, but if we want to reach the mass market, it has to be about economics or total cost of ownership. The cost of gasoline in Israel and Europe is double what it is in, in the United States, and that's a big delta. Mm. And gasoline is very costs a lot of our mm. total cost of operation. Right. So I think Europe is a better place in general. I think also electric vehicles have to be light and small. And hey, Europe's used to light and smaller cars as opposed to mm. Americans' larger cars. And also Europeans don't drive as, as long ranges as average Americans do. So I think Europe is the place to be. I think the cost of electric vehicles are coming down, especially because of the innovation that companies like my own do. We're currently the base, we're, we're probably the largest battery supplier in Europe these days. And, and um, that all helps overcome the initial sticker shock of an electric vehicle, get it closer to an internal combustion, and then you add how much you save on, on the, the energy cost running of the, vehicle, running the vehicle, and it makes it much better. So is the, uh, when you speak about the little car, am I comparing to a small Fiat? Is it a, or am I thinking of a micro, or is it a the smart Mia, car? What are we doing? The Mia Electric is a completely new design. It looks nothing like any other vehicle you've seen. Uh, I, I would go to mia-electric.com and have a, have a look. It's very innovative. It has a single driver's seat in the front, so as they like to say, the Mi Electric and Formula One have a single oh, central driving okay. position. Uh, in their basic model, there's room for two more passengers with lots of leg room. Lots and lots and lots of leg room. Um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's like a micro van. Now, it's w very well designed. They have top designers. Uh, Murat Gunak, who used to be from Mercedes, design, you know, was the main designer. As Asher is speaking, I am opening up a website where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see for myself. Okay. This one, or there's one. It's a, interesting. It's mia-electric.com. Just electric.com. Uh, there's a model here. Okay, I see. It's okay. It is it's a innovative. It's and it, it's a very cool design, and you'll be noticed. Yes. It's now, some people may not like that design. That's fair enough. Yes, you know, it, but, it, but it, it looks like a little uh, sort of delivery van. Right. Okay. Well, and they have a, lo a short version, a long version, and a utility yeah, version. It says uh, the Mia Basic is two point eight seven meters long compared to. What is I that think again? it's not much longer than yeah. a smart yeah. car. Okay. Smart for two car. Okay. Uh, it's very, it's very small, very easy to maneuver. And what does a, a car like this run in Europe? I think in France it's selling for around twenty thousand euros, but you get a five thousand euro uh, government subsidy. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be options in the future to lease the battery, so you so then the price will go down substantially. And yes, you'll be paying a monthly fee, just like you pay for gasoline. And as opposed to, in other words, again, for the old timers or the layman who thinks of batteries, well, that's something you have to change every few years, and it's the equivalent anywhere from 
Well, we're talking tens of dollars to a few hundred dollars. Obviously, this is an expensive or the most crucial component of the car. What would you say makes up, without giving trade secrets away, the cost of the vehicle is the battery? Oh, the bill of material, the battery and the bill of materials can be between 25 to 60 percent of the cost wow. of the vehicle, depending okay. on many factors and size okay. of battery, etc. So it's it's usually the single highest cost in the bill of materials of an electric vehicle. And in your industry, is this is there going to be a natural productivity of scale? And there's as this as you get more of these out there. There's been in the last few years uh, forward strides. I won't say huge leaps. It's a slower industry. It's not Moore's law that you know it's mm. not going to double every eighteen months. But you, you see every year improvements in the chemistries, the the materials, the manufacturing processes, the experience, competition, more mass production. All these things that are can absolutely lower. Because okay, I know that you know in a in a different industry, in a different green industry, the photovoltaic uh, panels. That that's one of the things that they say will allow more people to purchase or you you know put them on their homes as the pricing comes down without government subsidies. So you think you'll be seeing that in the... The prices of, of batteries are coming down. Our ba prices of our batteries are coming down. And we put a huge amount of our work, uh, not just on the engineering side and development, but on supply chain management, getting the... finding the right suppliers, working with them, working with them to lower their costs. Because, as I said, the cost is the most prohibited part of electric vehicles. So mm -hmm. it's not just about having a very sexy battery that can go do this or that. It's about getting the cost down to something that makes economic sense. So when do you, when, you know, can you imagine going 10 years, 20 years, going to some urban city in Europe and being a whole different noise experience? Oh, yeah. Is that something we're going to see sooner rather than later? 10, 20 years is a long time yes, in technology, okay. but it, because, you know, this is a mixture between the new world of batteries and the new world, you know, and the old world of uh, the old automotive industrial world, it's going to take its time, but it's, we see it happening in front of our eyes. Every year we see more models coming. I just came back from the Geneva Motor Show. You see more, more models, you see more improvements, you see more infrastructure coming on for charging. Uh, you see new business models for how to lease or sell or lease the battery separately from the car, uh, and that's all happening. Every electric, every automotive company has some kind of uh, electric vehicle strategy. They may take it seriously, or they may be waiting on the sidelines. But in ten to twenty years, we'll see a huge amount of the cars we see on the road will be electric. Uh, will be electric. Well, we we hope that your vision is fulfilled. We hope that. Your Vita Power batteries are uh, in many of those cars, and uh, I thank you for coming in today. It's always and, a pleasure. And so. we always, you know, we hope for updates and to be reading about you or seeing you on the internet. Okay? Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Feel free to visit us at www.peacestein.com or look for Philip Stein Associates. Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.